Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Screen Strong Families podcast, bringing you the best solution for parents who are serious about eliminating screen conflicts in their home. This is Melanie Hempy, and today we are going to welcome a new year. You know, we have a lot of a lot of hope for these New Year's resolutions that we all have. I know you have them. I have them. We all want to take this time of year to evaluate what we did last year and what we need to change. So if you are new, I am so glad you found us. You may or may not know everything we stand for. So today I'm going to go over some of our core values. But before I do that, I just want to say a few things about the holidays in our house and, and and just have you think about your holidays and your break. And probably by now you're back in school and I'm just so happy to be back in the groove here and to get these podcasts going this year on a really, really good, good note. We have so much to share with you and we're so glad that you're part of our community and that you're listening. But let me just tell you a few minutes about our holiday and our break I know how hard it is, is those of you who've been around for a while, you know our story and you know that we have a lot of experience with raising a gamer, raising a, a gaming addicted person in our house with our, with our oldest and with our younger kids, we have figured it out. But I do remember those days after the holidays in the early years where I was just so defeated because you go into Christmas with all of these wonderful ideas of the way the holiday is going to go. And then afterwards, and all the kids get back in school, you think, you know what, that didn't work out as well as as we thought. So if you're listening, and you're in that boat where you're just frustrated, because you know that you ended up just allowing too much screen time in your house, you gave in too much. Maybe you're just kind of frustrated with yourself. I want you to just put that aside, put that away, just unpack it and let it go. There's nothing we can do about what just happened. And we just have to move forward. I had something that happened in our in our house. And I think it's because I've been I've been doing, you know, I've been screen strong here for quite a while. And so it's easy for me to get perspective. Over the holidays, I had some time to think through something that I've never really thought about before when it comes to screen strong. And that is we all want our kids to have advantages. I don't think that that's a mystery at all. And what I realized over this break was kids that are raised in a screen strong home have way more advantages than kids who are raised in a home where they're on their screen all the time. And so let me explain. It's like the difference between the haves and the have nots. Our culture and your friends and your kids' friends and all the arguments you hear from your your kids about, oh, don't limit my screen, mom. I need to do all this stuff. It is such a myth because what you're doing by allowing all the screen time is you're removing or erasing these other really good things in our lives that we should be able to share with them. So let me just explain this. What I realized is we had a lot of friends in our house. Now I know that that sounds maybe super basic, but this is a big deal. When you have a screen strong home, when you are not relying on screen time to be the best friend, hear me. Okay. When screens are not your kid's best friend, they have other kids fill that role. And over the years, we have built this to the point that now the boys are 17 they have a history of a lot of friends. And so 
friendships are, you know, they just get better with age. And so we have so many kids at our house and I, even, even with the pandemic and all these things, we still enjoyed a lot of social activities. That is a very big deal. When you have teenagers, they feel alone all the time. That's what they're combating all the time, which is why they're on their screen all the time. So they're trying to get that need filled. And when you can fill it with real people and real friends, it is so much, much better. It's such a difference from years ago with my oldest. I can say for sure that he he never had so many friends. And of course, that is one of those myths that people tell you all the time that your kids won't have any friends if they don't have any screens. And it is such a myth. The next thing that I noticed is that my kids have a lot of hobbies. And I mean, I know they do, but it's just really fun to watch it on a break where it's kind of all concentrated together. So, okay, this sounds crazy, but my 17-year-old son got a thousand piece Lego set for Christmas. He still loves to build Legos. And so they did a lot of building. They did a lot of reading. They got books for Christmas and they don't just sit there on the coffee table. They love to read. So they read a lot. Of course, you know me by now, you know that we are really big into music in our house. And of course, my husband and I are really not musical at all, but we have been able to raise some pretty musical kids. And so we enjoyed the piano playing so much and listening to how they are getting creative and making up their own songs and creating all this stuff. It's just crazy how they're filling their downtime with this. So all this time previously would have been filled with screens and video games and social media and, you know, and, and kids that are getting, you know, they normally would have gotten all caught in the vortex of all this stuff. Now, when I step back and I look at all the stuff that they're doing, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And this is one of those advantages I'm talking about, the haves and the have nots. That's what I kind of want you to think about this year as you start this year. Do you want your kid to be in that category of the haves or the category of the have nots? And if you take their screens away, you're going to open up so many doors. So, so the next thing that I saw that I was just very, very aware of was how resourceful they are. Again, when you don't have the screen pulling you and distracting you, then when things need to get done around the house, let's just talk about decorating for Christmas. As you know, we have one of our kids who loves to do this. He decorated. Well, guess what? He also undecorated. How wonderful was that? That he just saw, hey, okay, Christmas is over. It's time. And he was able to just jump in without, I mean, I know it sounds like I'm making this up and I'm not making this up because they're teenagers and you're thinking, well, my teenagers would never do that. But let me tell you, <laughs> I don't know. Um, over years of practice and years of not being distracted with all these crazy screens, they do jump in and they do think ahead and they took it upon themselves to take one full day and undecorate the house. What a blessing that was for me. Plus there's other things that they do as far as cleaning. They help a lot around the house. Um, we had a car problem that they figured out. There, there was just this resourcefulness that is such an advantage that I see with the Screen Strong lifestyle. And then, you know, the other thing that is always just so amazing to me is that they have more conversations with us. And they do this just simply because there's time, because we don't have screens stealing away 
the minutes and hours and blocks of time, we have just all those little nooks and cranny that I call the nooks and crannies in our life of time that we're able to have these conversations as things come up. So those are just a couple of things that I really enjoyed over our break. And I just want everybody here listening to think of this screen dilemma that you're in a little bit differently and think about it like you are going to give your kid the best advantage ever by taking this stuff away. Remember, they have the whole rest of their life to deal with this, but they only have just such a short time under your roof and just such a short time in their adolescent years to develop these other things. Now, you know that your kids are not suddenly going to change one day. They're they're not going to wake up one day when they're 20 years old or something and be different people. What you do in childhood is going to just form who they become and the benefits that they will reap later. That's why these core values that I'm getting ready to share with you really matter. They are very bold. And over the years, we've gotten even more more bold in our message because there are so many people out there and, you know, God love them, God bless them. (laughs) They're trying so hard to figure this out. But until you figure out that you've got to be bold, that you've got to hit that pause button and you've you've got to take a really, really strong stand. You're going to be so frustrated this year if you can't get this figured out. Today, I'm going to encourage you to make the changes that you know in your gut need to be made by taking this opportunity to review these values. So for new listeners, this will help you understand ScreenStrong's bold message that you can start implementing right now. And for those of you who are already familiar with ScreenStrong, this is going to be a refreshing review. It's going to be an encouragement that you are on the right track. We all need encouragement and we all need to hear, you know, where we stand um, on a regular basis. You can't, you can't do this without having that foundation. So let's dive into the core values. Number one, delay addictive screens. Delaying use of addictive screens is the best prevention for screen dependency. Why are we saying this? Why are we saying to delay? Because we have learned that when you allow moderate amounts of certain screens that become really toxic, it doesn't work. You have to delay. You have to delay use. This is not that hard to do, but it's very, very important. Kids, like I said, have the rest of their lives to figure all this stuff out on their screen, but only a short window to get all these other interests built into their foundational core. So when you have screen choices on the table every day, they will always choose screens because that's the way their brain is wired. And that's the way the screens are wired. The screens are designed to wire their brain a certain way. Delay is the only way to postpone the problems and to build that core value that they need instead of depending on screens for all their entertainment. And as that distraction, you know, kids cannot resist the distraction. And we'll talk about that in in another podcast about habits and distractions and how we build habits and how all this works. But for now, this core value is to delay addictive screens. Number two, eliminate toxic screens. And what we mean by this is that technology can be a very useful tool, but toxic screen use is harmful. So let's talk about the difference for just a minute. 
Screen Strong does not say that uh, your kids are anti-screen and that they are completely screen-free. This is not where we stand. We understand that there are plenty of good uses for this technology. There's plenty of good uses for school screens, for using screens, of course, to look up how to do things. Of course, we can use screens as a tool. What we're saying is that you should eliminate the use of the toxic screens. And unfortunately, these are the applications that our kids want the most. So video games, social media, and pornography are what fall into the category of toxic screens. So our core value number two is to eliminate toxic screens. And this means that we eliminate video games, social media, and pornography from the lives of our kids. We know that it's not mandatory. I think this was one of the biggest things that I realized back in the early days when I realized that video games were not mandatory for my kids. It changed our life. Even a moderate amount, like I said, of toxic screens is still harmful. So why would you allow a little bit of drugs or alcohol in your kid's life? You wouldn't. It's not good for them. So why are we trying to allow or to even try to do all the gymnastics and math around, oh, well, how many minutes can we allow without it really hurting them? We say, forget it. Don't deal with that right now. It's the wrong thing at the wrong time right now. You've got to eliminate the things that are toxic. Science says that practicing the wrong thing over and over does not help our child resist the temptations of not doing the wrong thing. So I was just thinking the other day, and I shared this with a friend, that if you're going into heart surgery and you have a very delicate procedure that you need to have done, you want the surgeon to do your heart surgery, the surgeon who has done this procedure a hundred times. You don't want the surgeon who has done it wrong a hundred times. You want the one who has done it right a hundred times. And that's why we say eliminate toxic screens, eliminate the wrong thing. Your kids are going to be so much better. They are not going to learn how to manage the wrong thing by doing the wrong thing over and over. So eliminate toxic screens. Okay. Number one is we're delaying addictive screens. Number two, we're eliminating toxic screens. Number three, we're going to develop life skills. Learning life skills is more important than screen skills. Hear me say this again, learning life skills, especially right now in childhood and adolescence is more important than any screen skill that your child needs to learn right now. Screen skills are easy. They can be taught very, very quickly and simply. And uh, they're not really that confusing when you sit down and teach your kid how to use Excel or teach them how to use something else. What's hard and what's complicated and what takes time is life skills. You know, when my kids are sitting down to do their homework, I always tell them, do the hardest thing first. Always do the hardest thing first, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> but don't don't wait and do the hard thing later. Don't do your hardest subject when you're exhausted, ready to go to bed, and your brain is so tired it can't think. You do the hard things first. That's why your kids have to develop life skills now. They have to develop life skills before screen skills. Screen skills are easy. Screen skills are like that easy subject that you need to do last because it's the easiest thing. Life skills are so important and they are so lacking in our culture. There are so many kids who cannot do basic life skills. And I mean, kids that are in your house and used to be in my house. I know how this works. I'm 
I'm, I'm doing the dishes after dinner while my son is playing his video game. That is a bad look. Okay. If that's happening at your house this year, that's going to stop. <laughs> if, if you're vacuuming, if you're doing the laundry while your kids are on a screen, you've got it wrong. It's backwards. They need to be doing all of these chores. They need to not just do them one time. They need to do them on a regular basis. A lot of times my friends say, oh, well, my kids know how to do the laundry. They did that one time, or they know how to do the dishes. They did that one time. And oh, how about they, they can change the cat box. They did that one time too. That doesn't count. That's not what we're talking about. Life skill development means that they are developing a foundation of learning how to be, like I used the word resourceful a minute ago, they're learning how to be resourceful. They're learning how to think ahead. They're learning how to figure out what needs to be done. And these life skills are so, so critical. They are boring. They are hard. They are not fun. And they are lonely. And that's okay. And that's what our kids have to get used to doing. But when you've got distracting screens in front of them all the time, they are not going to do the life skills, the way they need to do them. You are raising your child to be an adult. At some point, they're going to have to figure this out. And you don't want to launch them out into the world with a deficit of life skills. In my opinion, there isn't even enough time in the hours of the day of our busy schedules with all of our kids' activities and all the stuff that they're doing in our culture today, how we keep you know, kids going. Um, there's not even enough time to learn all the life skills they need to learn. Already, I already know there's going to be some certain things that they're not going to learn under my roof. And I'm trying to uh, make that list really short. So that's our third value is to develop life skills. And mom and dad, this is like the greatest thing ever. You should love this value because this means that it's going to be less work for you. They're going to be learning more. They're going to be feeling better about themselves because when your kids learn life skills, it is so freeing and refreshing for them to feel so productive and to feel like they're really growing up. So that's number three. Number four is to prioritize authentic relationships. And this is what I was talking about a few minutes ago about friendships. Honestly, I think this is one of the really, I should say, I don't know, most important or the only important thing um, when it comes to raising strong kids is to teach them how to have relationships. Relationships are going to matter the whole rest of their life. And I talk to so many families, and you may be one of them out there listening, that is just really struggling with this concept that your kids are just shy and introverted, and you're just really kind of worried in your gut. You're not sure how they're going to get out there and, um, you know, interact with people. And this is a big worry in our culture today. Kids are very anxious around other people. When we look at their life and we look at what our responsibility is as parents, to raise competent kids and, and also they can become adults, we know that interpersonal relationships and these relationship skills are probably the most important thing. It will affect every job they have. It will affect their future spouse relationship. It will affect their uh, relationship with their kids down the road. It will affect everything. I cannot stress the importance of this. And I know that screens really take away from 
uh, building authentic relationships, which is why we're hitting that pause button. We're going to work on these relationships. We feel very strongly at Screen Strong that we have to spend a lot of time prioritizing relationships. And this is done through communication and through connections that are developed in person and not on a screen. Remember that you have a wonderful ability to connect with your friends on Facebook because you're a parent and you had your whole childhood to develop those friendships first in person through school and through college. And now isn't it a wonderful tool to reach out and bond and continue those relationships? But that is not what our kids are doing. Our kids have not even developed the friendships yet. You cannot have good friendships on social media if you don't have them in person first. So this is why this is a, a separate value for Screen Strong is to prioritize these relationships. That these this communication and these connections have to be done in person. You know, you are you're right now um, as a parent. You've got a fork in the road. You have two choices for building these friendships and for helping your children. Actually, it's your choice as a parent to decide right now today that you're changing this up in your home, that your kids are going to learn how to build friendships in person and not online. You've, these are your two choices, right? You, they can either do it in person or they can do it online. It's not really their choice. But when you give them a screen, you make it their choice because you're telling them, hey, I think this is the way you should do this because they're looking at your actions and they're saying, hey, mom gave me this and this is where all my friends are. So this is what I'm going to do. You've got to take these screens away and you've got to say, we're going to start having this year, we're going to start having more people over to our house. And when, when I say prioritize authentic relationship, relationships, I'm talking about us too as parents. I'm talking about having a potluck dinner at your house, maybe once a month in your neighborhood, getting people over to your house to play cards. Maybe it's not always around food and, and you know, that can be overwhelming. I know it's really hard to make dinner for, you know, eight people or something. Maybe you just start having some regular things over, uh, having regular events over at your house so you can have time to show your kids, this is how we have relationships with others. Just a few couple friends, maybe, maybe a few couple friends with your kids, friends that are the same age, you know, peers coming over. And maybe you have board game nights or card nights, or maybe it is a movie night or something. I, I don't know. Do something where you're having people over to your house this year. This is a huge value at Screen Strong. That's number four. And the final value that we have is number five, which is to build healthy families. This sounds crazy that we have to have this be a value, but we do. We have to do this in our culture now because this is not a natural thing that people think about that much anymore. So build healthy families is number five. And what this entails is the family connections that we are going to prioritize in our house, that we're going to spend time together as a family. The way we do this in our home is on a daily basis. I try, and I will say that probably six out of seven, if not every night of the week, we have dinner together. This is one of the best things that we have chosen to do. And it is a choice. It's a choice made by my husband and I, this is not a choice. If it was up for the kids, you know, they would be coming in from school, eating everything in the refrigerator, right? When they walk in the door, they're so hungry. Um, but I have to put some snacks out and then I make dinner and we sit down together as a family and we talk and 
This is the rhythm that we are in only because I chose this value early on. A lot of parents don't. I'm amazed and I'm not being critical. I'm just amazed at how many families don't sit down and eat dinner together. And boy, if you're not one of those families, then you've got a lot of work to do to, to check this box and to get these healthy family connections going because we know the connections our kids have with us are way more important than the connections they have with their friends. So we have to really, really focus on this. This does not happen. All the screens in our life are going to take this away, constantly be distracting us from doing this. It's hard work to make these dinner is a priority. And you don't have to make really fancy dinners. This is the other thing that I learned a number of years ago uh, from a very wise man. <laughs> um, and he he said, you know, dinner shouldn't be a five course meal. Do something really simple. Don't spend your whole afternoon in the kitchen. Boy, that was really good advice when my kids were in that uh, those early grades and up through middle school. Family connections and values are stronger when you have a better influence and leadership over your kids' lives. You have to be more important to them than their screen. You have to be more important to them than their peers. Screen conflicts are also very destructive to families. So I just had to mention this, that one of the things about screens that is just so frustrating is that it causes so much conflict. When you remove the screens, you're removing a lot of negativity from your home and a lot of things that become very destructive to your family. So if your goal is to build a healthy family, part of what you have to do are the positive things like family dinners in order to make that happen. But the other thing that you have to do is remove the things that are negative. And screen conflicts and arguments are definitely some of the most negative things that happen in our in our homes today. Think about the thing that you argue about the most in your home. If you just think about that just for a second, it probably has something to do with a screen. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad that we are allowing the number one thing in our home that causes the most arguments? Now, I did just read recently that there was an an author who said that the arguments from screen conflicts are not worth removing the screen. And what they, they were saying What this author was saying was that the arguments created by screens were so great that it's not worth trying to remove the screen. And I'm going to sit here and argue with this all day long. Since when does that even make any sense? That the thing that you're arguing about the most, you keep it because you don't want to argue about it anymore. That didn't even make any sense. Sure, it's going to be tough in the beginning, maybe for the first few days or the first few weeks. But let me tell you a little secret about being screen strong. It gets so much easier that's the motto here. (laughs) We're not here to make your life harder. We're here to make it easier. And when you can stop the arguments about screens in your house, I mean, can you imagine even right now, can you just take a minute, maybe just close your eyes and imagine what it'd be like for 2022, never to argue about screens again in your house ever. That's our life over here in the Hempy household. We never argue about screen time. This is a myth that if you take screens away, you're going to argue the rest of your life. That is a myth. It is not true. We have a lot of time to build healthy family attachments in our house because we are not arguing 
about who got how many minutes on their iPad and how many people didn't get to play their video game yesterday. And, you know, we've taken that off the table. So it is a myth that you are going to argue the rest of your life. It is not true. It's just not true. So the screen strong life is really not what you might might think. You, you might think that that there's just going to be this constant battle, that your kids are going to hate you, that you're going to be frustrated with your kids all the time. It, it That's not screen strong. It's just the opposite. So let me review this and then we're going to wrap up. But I'm so glad you came and, and listened today. I'm just so thrilled because it's the beginning of the year and we just have to get these values really, really clear. So here they are. Number one, delay addictive screens. Number two, eliminate toxic screens. Number three, develop life skills. Number four, prioritize authentic relationships. And number five, build healthy families. I hope that helps you today. Just kind of get recalibrated a little bit. I love talking about these values and I'm so excited this year with our podcast. I'm so excited to share all this content that we have. You're going to be so blessed this year by everything you're going to learn. Thank you so much for being part of our part of our community. It's time to join Screen Strong and get serious about making the change in your home. You are not alone. We are here to help you. We know you can't do it alone and we can't do it without you. We need your stories. We need your involvement and everybody else needs to hear from you too. We all need to be in community around this. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with your friends. Screen Strong's new Kids Brains and Screens course is also available. Visit screenstrong.com slash lifestyle for more information about that. Remember, this course is really important for you to get on the same page with your spouse and your friends and your extended family. Y'all do this course. It is so wonderful. It has so much information. Also, if you haven't joined the Screen Strong Families Facebook group yet, make sure you do. You will find support there from many other parents just like you. But remember that being together in community, I, I would like to encourage everyone listening to start their own Screen Strong study group, book club, whatever you want to call it, course club, do the course together. Start a small group this year in your home. Even if it's only four or five of your friends, that's all you need. It is so important. The Facebook group is awesome, but you need to be in community with people face-to-face, in person to troubleshoot some of the issues that you might be having and to support each other and to encourage each other. So remember, we've got your back and we're here to help you. So until next time, stand up for your kids, stand out from the crowd and stay strong.